money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk. I think we're talking about money. (laughs) It's a related topic. Okay, so if you're just joining us this morning, you really have to go back to last week's show because this is a version or uh, episode two. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Yes, yes. It is uh, uh, continuing conversation. Okay, we did record them like one after the other. I was just going to say, it's a continuing conversation, (laughs) but there is so much that we just unpacked in the last show um, talking about the problem of addiction. So so um, you may think, oh, that's not for me. I'm going to tell you, you just got to go back to the show to get a little bit of context because this is a continuing conversation. And I, I think, in fact, I'm 99.9% sure that when you listen to the show, you are going to go, am I ever glad that I listened to that show? Because that had some powerful insight some powerful things that that i think came out of john's mouth that had their origin john, in the, in the john kingdom ruby of heaven. has uh, an exceptional way of articulating mm-hmm. the problem and mm-hmm. and now the solution um because okay, so before he, we do that i do need to do the, okay but i'm talking okay if they okay. listened they've already heard him because he's already walked it he walks the walk and talks the talk i know i know and I, sometimes he says stuff you really don't want to hear like mm-hmm. Like he just says it like it is. So. And I just want to give a shout out oh, to yeah. our show sponsors. Oh, yeah. can, can I can I just shout out to the show sponsors? <laughs> yes, not my Tutsi. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Reb is shouting out to the Financial Discipleship <laughs> Canada. They are the sponsor of the show. And um again, the the same heart. Um, I mean the the name of their website is not mine.ca because they they you know, the whole, um, I would say their culture and their core is to release money into the hands of God so he can do God's, God's money people. for God's purpose, right? So, as, as we look at that, you can visit the website, notmine.ca, and uh, find out a little bit more about them. So. Yeah, sorry, I just, I love it when we fumble over our words. He's releasing money into God's people's hands. God's money doing God's work. Yeah, okay, whatever. Okay. You guys are We're so done. cute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Anyway, Reb, once again, <laughs> keeping me accountable. Yay. Okay. So here we go. Okay. I'm going to reiterate the scripture from last week, but one in particular. Um, you sure you don't want me to read it out of the New Living Translation? If you, well, it is really good. Okay. Go okay. ahead. I have it highlighted in my phone, which is very rare, but here it is. So Philippians chapter three, verse seven, if you want to look at a follow up, it says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ, my Lord. For his sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it all garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that 
one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Amen. Amen. Dave, I just want to say, like, your voice is so, <laughs> like, I feel like so less tense and angry. Like, you should get into narration. Yeah. Just saying. I know he has that kind of voice. Do you you like, do have a book, right? I do. Yeah, but do I. Do you have it on Audible? I do. Well, it's not on Audible. Okay, but he read two chapters. He's in there. For oh two my chapters. goodness, yeah. that would be worth. Yeah, yeah I'm worth not getting, discounting your yeah, voice no, by any means. But no, uh, he has that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. It, I will say this: that when I read scripture, there's a little extra there. Yeah, I felt the spirit of God. Like <laughs> yeah, I just feel this room yeah. is glowing a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, that was amazing. Praise the Lord. So yes. Okay, Reb, you were going to, before I read that, you were going to say something. Um, I distracted her. I know. Now I'm like thinking about how peaceful it is. (laughs) It's so peaceful. Yes. So we talked about the problem of addiction. The one thing that you left us with last week was that image of the tornado, Mm -hmm. the house burning. And when we were talking before the show, I, I just love that image you're like, you're not going to stand in a burning house and be focused on your windows being dirty and that mm-hmm. you should go clean your windows. And that was a kind of an analogy to if you have if you have a substance issue that's really big and exploding in your life, you're not going to be so focused on how you're managing your money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And John, John said, and, and I'll just, there's a, there's kind of a primary issue and there's a secondary issue, right? So the primary issue is, is there's this tornado going on, you know, and, um, you know, so then we go, how do we, again, when, when we talk about, so what do we do when it comes to money and addiction and the interaction between them, just recognizing that the primary issue is the addiction, and that sometimes you have to actually do the work around the addiction yeah. before you're going to have success. Because you and Vicky, on your journey, you didn't deal with them. Like you said, you just had to bring up a visa bill. and <laughs> Yeah. And that was in recovery. Yes. Like if we wanted a good argument, you'd, I just would be like, hey, I saw some charges on it. Hiroshima's <laughs> <laughs> going off. Like, and, and I think the tornado touches every aspect of our lives. So financially, uh, sure. relationally. Yeah. It's a tornado, Everywhere. right? Like yeah. it's that's yeah. such a good picture. So how do you how do you move forward? And then how do you maybe those two questions? Like what is the recovery? And and then how do you how do people support others who are in recovery? Yeah, and like, and so we identified the problem and looked at the problem. So I guess if you're uh, part of the cleanup crew, you can actually say like here is this what your problem is or was? And then what does your recovery look like? Because if, if you're not in solid recovery, what's the point of doing all of this other stuff and, and putting in the effort and the time to do all this? So you mean like, what's the point of having a financial coach and all that, but you're not actually dealing with your Yeah. And then two months later you relapse and like all of this effort was, what's the point of that? Wow. It's like, you know, you're in early recovery. Let's, let's just focus on our, our physical fitness and get to the gym and, and get some, get some growth going. And then you relapse three months into it. It's like, well, 
the, all that gym time didn't really mm-hmm. help you very much. So what what is the the start like? How? So we read the so you just read out of the Bible the solution. I was like yeah. just like wow. Like, mm-hmm. yes, that's the solution. What's the solution? Mm-hmm. Death of self. Mm-hmm. Like, the problem is within me. I am the problem inside. Taylor Swift, she said it exactly, the, the prophet Taylor. I am the problem. I am the problem. And so, really looking at uh, what what the real problem is. In, sure. and, and I've had the problem my whole entire life. So, yeah. my addiction was my, the substance was my solution. Right. And so, whatever it is, is the solution to my issue inside that that restlessness. Like, I yeah. talked about my dog going around in circles. I talked about, like, the, the tornado effect. Like, I just need this to stop. And I, I remember... My the the, con- the the consequence of some of my addiction was being on the streets of Ottawa, um, and and just out of my mind. And I just remember going into treatment at a homeless shelter, and and I, it was so interesting that I knew what the problem was, like without mm-hmm. even being able to ident- identify anything. And I said, whatever you're going, what in my mind, I said, whatever you're going to do, I just need this to stop. I just need this wow. to stop. Like, right. because I can't handle it, whatever's going on in here. And isn't that what every enemy wants to do is in, in warfare, they're going to try to capture the spy. They're going to try to capture uh, the, the the good guys, and they're going to try mind control. Mm-hmm. They're going to torture. They're going to water drip and yeah, yeah, fingernail yeah. pull oh, and yeah, yeah. heavy metal music or rap music, whatever, <laughs> they're, and the strobe lights and just try to get in their mind. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can't stop your mind then who's controlling your mind? That's a good question all in itself. And so the enemy has access in our minds. He's the enemy of the air, Mm -hmm. which really is significant in our minds. And you see when Jesus went into the desert and, and was tempted, the, the end, why didn't he just, why didn't, the enemy just push him off the cliff. Right. No, he tried to get into his mind Mm -hmm. um, to tempt him to go into another direction. And so that's, Really, what I I think is the, the what I've come to understand is the solution is the the power of God and and every Sunday school teacher like it's like what's the, whatever the question is Jesus is the answer, answer. and yeah. that's the reality but we can be in delusion so I can I can hold the cup of living water in this hand but I still have my my other stuff on this hand, like I have my job, I have my relationships, I have my finances. And if I don't give it all to, to the power of God, when this stuff, when this hand gets threatened, I have the tendency to put down the cup and try to grab, hold on tight to this. Right. And so we come under the concept of either God is everything or he's nothing. Right. And isn't that the truth for the for the church? Yeah. Either God is everything or is nothing. I'm in delusion that I have Jesus with one hand and I have my life. And so, the concept that we bring people into is that you have to abandon your life. This mm-hmm. isn't a reconstruction. This isn't a reno. This is abandonment. In, in our 12-step literature, it doesn't even talk about reconstruction it doesn't talk about surrender surrender in itself means you don't really have a choice the word abandon Mm -hmm. i have to abandon my life i have to die of self i have to abandon this life 
to get into recovery, which recovery mm-hmm. we talked about of recovering the Garden of Eden, being hand in hand in relationship mm-hmm. with God, really understanding how the enemy can disrupt my day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to be the temple of God. So that's what recovery is. I get to recover that line of transmission and relationship as Adam and Eve had in the garden. Right. And so, so that has to be my job that's my my work out of that comes a new life mm-hmm. and so i think for you guys really i being i to identify what real addiction is maybe somebody just stopped doing some bad things mm-hmm. and now you can work with them and and get them financially fit again mm-hmm. um the the, the real addiction is the, it's hard to help somebody if they still haven't recovered what I'm talking about. The, the, if the tornado is still happening. Yeah. And, and it could just be a lull in the mm-hmm. tornado or, or the house is still on fire. Like we mm-hmm. still, what does recovery look like for this individual? Right. Um, so that you can start as a cleanup crew to some of the symptoms of the tornado, start putting in place practical application. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's two things that kind of come to mind. I mean, we just read, you know, forgetting what is past. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, you know, that's like, forgetting when it was past like you know that's <laughs> that's work to kind of forget and then looking forward to what lies ahead mm-hmm. and and of course in what we just read it's christ that lies a, mm-hmm. lies ahead but i think there's uh, as well the hope that we have that we are a new creation again i was thinking of those verses and and really what you're you're saying is is that we have to abandon the old self. Yeah. And that means we need to become a new creation in all these other areas of my life as well. So we can't just say I'm a new creation and I'm holding the cup in one hand and whatever yeah. that is, but in all these other areas, and I'm not a new creation. I've chosen to to not do that. And so there's that disconnect. Oh, there. now we're getting, now it's getting exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we look at addiction as uh, I have a spiritual problem. Mm. So, so the, the spiritual problem was the solution was my drugs and alcohol and fill right. in the blank. Yeah. Money, um, it, money, it, whatever it, how I or relate lack to money. of, yeah. or the, the, how I relate to the it, pursuit yeah. of it. And so there's, that's the purpose. That's the plan for my life. Like that's the mission. Um, so I need a, a new spiritual solution. So that's a relationship with God in my temple. And so we, we look at the complexities of this and Jesus taught, uh, it, it was a miracle where there's this blind man and, and Jesus invites him into the narrative of, do you want to see? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, sure. There's a response. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus bent down, spit in the mud or spit in the sand, made mud and put it on the man's eyes. And gave a command. Mm-hmm. Lots of people have been touched by Jesus and are still walking around blind. Mm-hmm. And they go, I've had this experience. I, 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 I've been touched by Jesus. I, 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 I have this illusion or delusion that I can see. But the, the love of God is going to give you a command to go and obey. Mm-hmm. And so, you can be touched by Jesus and never have the power to see. And so I think that's oh, a lot of people come from the insanity of addiction on the, uh, as a boat in being cast on the ocean. And we come into to shore, we come into the harbor, and there's this bridge to go to the shore of faith. And I think most people are stuck on that bridge. And it's the bridge of insanity that I can run my life again. Mm-hmm. And so without obedience to go wash my face in the river, so simple wash my face in the river to be clean so that I can see. And so, 
our recovery model is recovering that spiritual connection with God through a process of cleaning up the temple. So remember Jesus flipped the tables yeah, and he was trying to clean up the temple and you know, all the, all the dirty people were on the outside of the temple. And so I think Jesus wants to invite the dirty on the inside and, and get the money and the, the money changers and the people that are ripping everybody off in the religion mm-hmm. out of my heart. And, and Jesus said, you know, in my name, we can flip mountains. And he was actually looking at the, the mount of the temple, the temple mount. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, I don't have this magical thing, but Jesus is giving me the power to flip religion in my heart where, where that temple mount was, was just... Are you talking about just doing the things instead of actually walking? Like, how did you say that you could be touched by God and never have the... Power of God. Yeah, the power to see. That is like, I just have that image now of just being stuck on the bridge. And it isn't most people's experience, that, especially where we live in our context, mm-hmm. because we, we live in the land of milk and honey. Okay. Yeah, so and, I- and it's, it's uh, you know, I want to pick up on that because it is so difficult um, in, in our North American uh, prosperous, wealthy culture. And I know a lot of people might say, well, I still can't make ends meet and I'm still struggling and stressed out about finances. And Dave, um, please just give us a solution. <laughs> you know, like what is the, the pill and, and all of that. But to, to recognize that what we're talking about here, there's, there's a, um, a control that needs to be released. I don't even know if that's the right word. There's a control that, that, as you just said, this perception that I can still control my life. Mm-hmm. Like that is it, such a powerful thing. And in say. our culture, we every day we're told you have the power to do it because you can, you know, you can go out and make money and you can go out to, to create the life that you want to live. Do and, what yeah. thou wilt. Yeah. Is, uh, well, but, I'm just going to reiterate that again, because you just said that we are touched by God, but we take it as, well, now we can, we still have it within our grasp to control our life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you know what I'm thinking, right? I know this is a terrible thing to think right Mm -hmm. away, because I was thinking about turning the table of religion. We have a standard of giving in the church. So we think, well, we've been touched by God, so I can give that amount. But what if he's asking us a to abandon ourselves to more giving than 10%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, and what I, if and it's I, not to a church, but to the church in the sense that you look around and you go, okay, so I'm going to give not to an institution, but... The, but now you're touching on the, the hard point of why, don't, why can't everybody recover? Because this is the invitation. Mm-hmm. So the invitation is either God is everything or he's nothing. And that's what you're talking about is like... Mm-hmm. Either I give my whole life or I don't give any of my life. And I'm in delusion that I've given my life, but I still am holding on to these things. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, what the what I believe is the problem is that people can't recover because they're not 100% honest. Mm-hmm. And so it demands my whole life. It demands everything or God actually is nothing. And so what God has created us to be is it's kind of like being faithful and imagine coming imagine i've done a wedding or two um and and so imagine dude gets up and and we have a little bit of a conversation and a whole whack of people are watching and he just kind of stops me and says 
I just want to address her one sec. Before we make all these promises and elaborate, like this is a lifetime commitment. Just one sec. What is the bare minimum that I have to do to stay married to you? Hey, yeah. That's the girl wow. talking to the bride. We, I, I don't, as a, as a, as a, If she doesn't go from the room I screaming, I then. I don't know what yeah. I would do. Yeah. I would be like, and everybody would be a little bit restless and like, you're dumb. Stop it. Mm. But, but, but don't we all do that? What's the bare minute? That's compliance. Right. So, yeah, we about this you look before. at, you look at how everything <clears throat> is designed and it has to meet a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And, and so our concept is what's the bare minimum that I have to do to be in recovery? What's, what's the, the bare minimum I have to do to be, to stay married to my wife. And I believe that God has given us the ability to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And so that word alone is either I'm faithful or unfaithful. There are certain things being married that are just going to cause me to be unfaithful. Mm-hmm. But but God will transform a man and a, and a woman to be faithful to each other. So we do have the ability. The Bible says we can be holy. The Bible says we can be righteous. The Bible says we can be pure. The Bible says that we can be faithful. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we get to move into is a life that's transformed. Where I was unfaithful, where I was unholy, where I was unpure now through the power of God, being the temple of God, being his light, being his ambassador, now I move from that darkness into his light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what how we do recovery. So then you have the, how do I do this? Right. So is it, are there a lot of people who abandon? Like There like, is, are, the stat would be only 3% of the people that try to get abstinent from substance abuse remain abstinent. And mm-hmm. out of that percentage, I believe that God's grace will separate you from the things that you could never separate yourself from. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I believe that this kind of grace runs out. There's an expiry date on grace. COVID, I've never seen so many people with five to seven to 10 years relapse mm-hmm. because their power came from the meetings. Their power came from the fellowship. Their power came from the connections with people Mm -hmm. and not with the creator of the people. Mm -hmm. And so we do need the people. We do need the meetings. We do need the fellowship. We do need our own personal recovery. We do need to be serving and helping others and leading them into a relationship with with the Father that will solve all of their problems as well because that's what's happened to me. Mm -hmm. And, And so that's... That's the, the, the what is, and then I guess the, the, the rest of the conversation could be around how to, like what, right. what, okay, that's great. So, so I guess that leads a little bit into your life labs, because I do want to talk about that, because if there are people listening, or any of us, because you're saying all kinds of people are coming to your life labs, could you tell us a little bit about what you, you're doing? Okay, those? so... Life Lab was kind of, it would be formed after the concepts of the 12 steps. I think that the 12 steps were uh, designed out of the Christian world, out of the Oxford group, uh, kind of came at with us with the, the, the five C's, um, mm-hmm. some of the early documentations of the early guys that they were meeting in sanitariums were walking out free men in, in days. Wow. Um, I don't see that in our 12-step meetings anymore. I don't see uh, the, the, the need to get the solution that they offer, which is a recipe to clear the temple and, and invite God, God into in. it. Um, so, you're saying people aren't interested in inviting God in? 
Well, right. yeah, they look for this power greater than themselves, which there's a lot of powers out there. In mm-hmm. in the yeah. Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it actually says this is a precise recipe, and uh, there is one with all power. There, mm-hmm. There's lots of other ones with power, but there's one with all power. May you find them now. And, and it's like they're inviting you into uh, this precise recipe, how to clear the temple, die of self, and then invite the God of creation in. Mm-hmm. Wow. So your life labs model those 12 well, steps? Yeah, it would model the concept of it um, where we uh, really look at, we, we kind of go into the 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 symptoms whether it's a alcohol whether it's drugs whether it's codependency um whether it's like this the chemical things that produce cravings for more of it and and you get into these patterns that you don't want we we do look at that at at the beginning and then i invite you into a detox time and basically i'm you might be somebody that have been looking at pornography since you were a kid or drinking or whatever it is and and you've tried to quit on many occasions and now at the beginning of Life Lab, I'm inviting you to quit again. And you're like, Ugh. Mm. And so I introduce the concept of grace. God's grace can separate you from that with willingness and 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 just a commitment to clean up the temple, to, to mm-hmm. invite him for the cleanup. And then we go into, um, f- for half of Life Lab is all about looking at the real problem. Mm. And it's spiritual. So I have a spiritual problem. I need a spiritual solution. So we yeah. look at what, is this spiritual problem? How do I take over my life? How do I run my life emotionally, spiritually, mentally? How does that look in our lives? Mm-hmm. And then we go into this thing we call inventory. And so we get this look at where I've come into consent with the enemy. In the spiritual realm, I do believe we need consent. For the enemy to attack Job, mm-hmm. he needed consent. And so, where I come and consent with the enemy is through my experiences, my wounding. There's always a message. I I, I make a I agree with the message, and then I make these vows. So, mm. the inventory process is to actually come from out of consent with the enemy, put it on paper, and give that to God. Going, I found all this fear, delusions, attitudes that I can't separate myself from. I can't separate myself from alcohol and drugs, or relationships, or pornography, nor this. Seth pool of roots. Can you take it all? Hmm. Wow. And then I look at the harms that that has caused in all of my personal relationships, my financial relationships, every relationship. And then I go to amend them. Mm-hmm. And that is cultivating the garden within. And so through this amending process, we reap what we sow. Through this amending process, mm-hmm. I'm actually cultivating the garden of my heart, the temple of my heart with the power and the love of Jesus. And then I get to do that to other people. Right. With again people. and again <laughs> yeah. and again and again, right? Because it's not a one-time peer deal. Peer to peer. Right? Yeah. That's what that's and and then we have meetings. We we should be attending meetings with fellow mm-hmm. like people yeah. and uh, passing on the message plus continuing my own recovery. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's a, a a massive promo. We're at the end of the show, and I'm like, John, I just don't want you to stop talking and sharing with you know, kind of not just. And again, 
This is a show where we talk about the hard issues of money, and we have been really putting a finger on the heart part today. Uh, and you may go, why are we talking about addiction? Why are we talking? I know, because I know I'm, I'm feeling it, is, is that there are so many correlations to how I relate and use money that that were just identified in these last two conversations we've had, which, um, you know, Again, we're going to have to listen to them again. I'm so glad we get to report them, uh, record them. Thank you for being with us. And Joan. we'll have in the show notes access mm-hmm. to information about the Life Labs. Yeah, that anybody you- that's a viewer can have access to that for free. We, okay. we can give away the yearly membership for okay. free. Okay. Awesome. And so I just want to invite your audience into that. Okay, awesome. so you heard well, it here. There you heard it. Get it in the show notes. Uh, get onto YouTube if that's what it is. I want to give a shout out to not uh, Financial Discipleship Canada, not mine.ca. They're the sponsors for today's show. Thank you for them and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.